When you think of great duos, who do you think of? Jordan and Pippen or LeBron and Dwayne Wade. I mean, I talk about basketball a lot here on this podcast, but for the Barcelona version, there's PK and Puyol or PK and Mascherano or the easy example of Xavi and Iniesta. And as you can hear from my voice, the perfect teammates aren't just professional athletes. It's cold season. I guess the flu and cold medicine, perfect teammates as well. But in this case, when it comes to growing your business, that's you and Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. To be honest, I've been doing this show long enough. And as I mentioned, it's cold and flu season. You hear it in my voice, especially during the holiday season. So whenever it comes to this business, anything that I can set up and kind of have working in the background that I know and can trust is just plugging along without my attention. Those are the things that I really value at this point. So when my brain is foggy, all I can do is manage to turn on the microphone, talk to the guest, or just talk to myself and get out a piece of content. Everything else, having that all automated or working in the background, that's been important to keeping me sane. And that's the thing about something like Shopify. What I do love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So no matter how big or small, how good of a month or how bad of a month, things are just the same working in the background. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs on every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tbpod, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash tbpod now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash tbpod. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv an unmatched dual threat. Welcome to episode 213 of the Barcelona Podcast, home to the most influential voices in the FC Barcelona community, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Dan Hilton, and I'm again joined by Frances Tomas, Barca columnist featured on ESPN. Frances, I'm starting with a question for you today. From Vilmos, do you expect this community to be growing or losing members and listeners if Messi leaves Barcelona? Well, I can't speak for everyone else, Frances, or you, but I'm going to hope that people are going to continue to listen to the Barcelona podcast because this is where you're going to get all your stuff regardless of who's at the club. Hola, culés. Uh, well, you know, this is, as, as you mentioned, is a Barcelona podcast. Uh, those who support Barca will stay. Those who join Barca because Messi is a great player and will probably leave when Messi does leave. But to be honest, the club is over a century. I think it's 120 years now old. 
So people that are not here for Barca will naturally leave and, you know, that's, that's up to them. Yeah, for sure. And I was talking with a lot of different people and it seems the people that are only here for Messi, everyone will support Messi wherever he goes. But it seems like those who are only here for Messi probably don't listen to our podcast anyway. So we want to thank all the people that are listening because today we're answering some questions from La Ronda. That is our closed Facebook listener group and obviously continuing all this Messi talk. But Frances, I think I start with how we're feeling about the situation even. At time of recording, Messi didn't arrive for preseason, isn't taking part in the first training session of the new year, and is holding out the position that his contract had that unilateral termination clause for the 1920 season and not for this season. If he showed up to training, he would weaken that legal position, obviously. So to my understanding, in Spanish football, you can jump in whenever, release clauses exist but are not required. It's long been any club that pays a La Liga player's release clause, they are free to sign that player. So the board is holding out and maybe hoping that it's good for PR, which at this point, I don't know how the board could consider any PR whatsoever. The board's holding out that Messi's release clause is still 700 million euros. And in Messi's case, if he doesn't have a release clause, the labor court would determine the value. La Liga backing up Barcelona seems to not play into that, but it's just another piece of PR. But prior to that, any of that happening, as in going to the labor court, an interested club would need to pay the fee before the labor court decides on it. The truth is, no one seems to know the particulars of Messi's contract. I, I think we can at least agree to that or admit to that. But the part that still sits so sour with me is that this termination clause was there in the same way that Iniesta had one. Barca gave these legends the autonomy to leave when they chose to because they expected that they would play at the club as long as they were top-level football players. So it seems to be in the club's best interest to negotiate an exit for Messi like he wants so that this thing doesn't go to court and Messi gets what he wants and the club at least gets something financially out of it, which honestly is is still what I think Messi wants. I think Messi still wants the best, obviously, for the club. He hates Bartomeu, but I think Messi and his people understand Bartomeu will be gone by the time he blinks and we'll get to the vote of confidence later. But I think everyone kind of agrees that it's Messi versus Bartomeu, not Messi versus Barcelona. It just happens that at the moment, Bartomeu is equal to Barcelona, but that's certainly not going to be the case forever. Wow, that's a lot of points made there. Um, well, that's I kind of a, just, a, point... it's just a summation of what's happening. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. But um, it's what you said. We've not seen the contract. And there are a lot of information coming from here, there and everywhere that seem to be saying different things. Now, my understanding is, collecting everything that's been said in the Catalan media, not around the world, just the Catalan media, is that Messi had a release clause in which if he told the club 10 days after the season was finished that he wanted out, then he could be out. However, because of the coronavirus pandemic and obviously the extension of La Liga and the season finishing obviously after the Champions League, the end of the season has moved forward a couple of months. So that 10 days window that Messi and his lawyers seem to be arguing for is not what Barca understand, because Barca, obviously, they're going to try and defend the interests of the club so they can make some money out of the best player they've ever had. And they're saying that, no, it's the 10th of June, and they're not moving from that. Obviously, there seems to be a contract that states it's the 10th of June, so that's Barca's position. But obviously, Messi and his lawyers are going for the, for the heart of that clause, which is 10 days after the season is finished. And that is the key of the question. Um, as you mentioned, we're not going to be able to decide ourselves. Messi is not going to be able to unilaterally decide anything, and neither are Barca. So what Messi is doing is just saying, okay, I understand I don't have a contract with Barca. I have informed the club that I'm not going back. 
so I'm not going back. But obviously, Barca are going back to the 10th of June date. And at this moment in time, there's no way out of this. Uh, the only way is that Bartomeu and Barca will eventually, in my eyes, have to negotiate a clause for Messi to leave. Um, I don't know when that would be. I do know when that should be. It should be imminently. It should be now. Because, you know, we've got a whole season to get ready for. And losing Messi or having Messi will impact every other decision. So for the best interest of the club, Bartomeu should sit down with Messi's lawyers and agree a way out. I think it's obvious that 99.9% of the possibilities is that Messi will never play for Barca again, which obviously I'm sure we will get to in a minute. But the key point here is that both parts understand the contract in a different way. Barca have a season to play. Messi can arguably go to his new club whenever he wants because he's the best player in the world. I don't think that matters very much. But for Barca's perspective, I think it is urgent that Bartomeu negotiates. I mean, it's urgent that Bartomeu resigns and just leaves and gets someone else to, to sort of sort out the mess. Because if he wasn't here, probably Messi would have stayed. But regardless of that, if Bartomeu doesn't leave, then it's in the best interest of our club for the president to sort out the contract or the, in this case, the departure of the most important player in our history. Right. We're at the point where it's, it's not a matter of, I, I, I mentioned this I think last week, that it's, it's not anti-Barcelona or pro-Bartomeu to say that the club should be negotiating something and be getting something out of this deal with Messi if that is what the contract had stated because it, it puts Barcelona in a terrible place. I mean, we're at the phase of exhaustion at this point with this storyline. Obviously, everyone emotionally is drained to leave Messi in the way that he's leaving. And we all know Messi is leaving. We all understand that. And we all want Bartomeu out ASAP as well. Everybody does. And it feels like the club itself and Kool-Aid are just stuck in the middle of this saga between Messi and Bartomeu. And as I said, in this case, it's unfortunate because Messi represents, uh, or soon to represent another club. And Bartomeu still, unfortunately, at this moment, dealing with this, represents Barcelona. And after both of them are gone, as we talked about, Barca will still be here and we'll still be fans of the club. In order of what keeps making me sad this week, Frances, uh, outside of the regular madness going on in the real world, is one, the way Messi is leaving. That's the one thing I can't really ever ever settle. I, my, my head says, Barcelona will move on. They'll be fine, potentially. Or here's some positive things about what would happen with that money that Messi could potentially it could come from a negotiation or the fact that Barca basically, we said that Messi had about two more years and we're just kickstarting that maybe two years in advance. And hopefully a new board is actually going to be able to come in with the opportunity to take advantage of this rebuild of this kickstart uh, after just a few short months. So I, th in the back of my head, I try to have some kind of positivity, but my heart just says the way that Lionel Messi is leaving Barcelona, I just keep saying that over and over again, and it just doesn't make sense. And my heart just can't rectify what that is. But I think the second part of it, and again, what makes me sad too, is the state of the club when he leaves, when he's finally holding a new jersey. At this point in time, as you mentioned, August the 31st, Rakitic is the only one who is now gone. Free transfer with an 8 million euro variable to Sevilla, which is great. He was got on 18 million euro. I, I don't think we need to do a whole ode to Rakitic now. We'll talk about him uh, in the future. Right now, we're still worried about Messi. But Rakitic is the only one gone. Vidal, Umtiti, Rafinha, everybody else who was supposed to be part of this huge clear out are still on the books. Princess, last week, you were saying that they should sell Alba, and you gave a bunch of sporting reasons. But they still need to figure out somewhere between the 14 and 25 million euros that are reportedly needed to get Luis Suarez off the books. Alba's like 
six or seven down the depth chart of players or eight or nine, however far he is down the depth chart of players that need to leave. And obviously with this messy business, that's certainly not going to happen. I mean, you also look economically what's going to happen with the club that Ilias also brought up that Messi's exodus will affect Barca economically, of course. And I think more than anything, it will affect gate revenue and sponsorships the most, even more than jerseys due to the many different people that get paid through a jersey sale. But Frances, I, I keep just oscillating between being just emotionally distraught at not the idea of Messi leaving, but the way in which he is exiting FC Barcelona and then trying to figure out exactly, and we're going to talk about this in the second half of the show, what the state of the club, I'm not, I'm not even talking on the field and the squad, but what the team looks like behind the scenes and just the fact that regardless of how Messi leaves, we're still going to be stuck with this club. Yes, um, and gladly so. I'm very happy to be stuck with Barca because that's the club of my life and that's the club that I will support until, until the day I die. Um, you mentioned a lot of points about other players. Uh, I don't want to touch that just yet. Um, I know you've already hinted bits and pieces, so I'm not going to say any more. I'm just going, going back to Messi. I think he will regret this. Um, it really reminds me of the way that Victor Valdez le- left the club. It's not like Xavi. It's not like Iniesta. It's not even like Puyol left the club. He's doing a Victor Valdez. He's going through the back burner because there's a lot of money somewhere else. Um, obviously, there must be some sporting reasons, etc. And I don't doubt those for a second. But the way in which he's doing this is just totally wrong. I don't think he's being assessed properly by his lawyers either. Um, also, a side note, these are the same lawyers that were advised in Barca before. So the lawyers that were advised in Barca have advised Messi on the way out. Bartomeu has decided to sack these lawyers. To be honest, I'm definitely not the biggest fan of Bartomeu, but I would have done the same. If I've got a law, a, a law firm that is supporting me and is taking my biggest asset away or is helping my biggest asset move away from the club, I would probably have done the same way. Bartomeu should resign. We've said that for many, many weeks, but I don't think at all that he should be resigning because Messi wants out. I think Bartomeu has got better reasons bigger reasons and many more valid reasons to resign other than Messi wanting out. To be honest, if, if Bartomeu resigned because Messi wants out, that's going to make Me- Messi look even worse. It's like this player, because he's just a player, I know he's the best player ever, but he's just a player. The, there is one player at Barca that can kick a president out. That wouldn't be good for Messi's legacy either. Now, Barca were great before Messi. Barca are greater than just the one player. Barca can and have been greater with him in the club. But when he leaves, Barca will continue. We will still be here. It will take time. It will be hard. But then again, Messi was going to leave anyway. I've been saying in this podcast for the last three years, he would have left, in my eyes, next summer. Obviously, he seems to, you know, the 2-8 and all the frustrations and the way that Luis Suarez has been treated, etc., 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 and all the reasons that we've mentioned in the last month seems to be accelerating the, his departure. But honestly, players come and go, but the club will stay forever. And Messi, Messi needs to understand that. And I think everyone listening to this podcast needs to understand that too. Now, Messi is doing this to negotiate his way out because he's got no other way out at the moment. When you look at the contract, the date is clear. So I understand that his lawyers and himself understand something different, but the contract is there. This is not going to get sorted by a negotiation unless Barca and Bartomeu want to negotiate. If they don't want to negotiate, there's no way out for Messi at all. So, and, and he knows that, and his lawyers know that. So this, unfortunately for him, is going to go into a trial. But the trial 
will not happen immediately. So the situation here is, if he wants to leave now, he can speak to FIFA and he can leave. You know, there will be a transfer in some way, he will be allowed to leave. But the trial will be pending. Now, the outcome of this trial would say how much, say it's Man City, for example, how much Manchester City will have to pay Barca eventually. No club in their right mind are going to get messy knowing that the, tr the tribunals would potentially say they need to pay 700 million euros, which is his release clause. No team is going to take that. So Messi in this situation is really, really stuck. And his only way out is for Bartomeu and Barca to sit down and negotiate. Now, again, I repeat, I'm not Bartomeu's biggest fan, but he is the chairman of our football club. And as much as we love Messi, if he wants out... Bartomeu needs to make the most of it, needs to get the most of it. And, and, and in this situation, it's money. So if you're selling the best player in the world that has still got arguably three, four years left of great football, then he needs to get a great amount of money. We discussed it last, last week. We said between 120, 150 million euros would suffice. I don't think Manchester City are stuck for money. So I think they could actually pay that. But then again, it all comes into negotiations. When Barca get that money, again, question marks, again, why is Bartomeu in charge of our club still? I'm not sure that Bartomeu will be able to reinvest that money wisely. You know, he could, he could buy Neto, Junior, Firpo and Arturo Vidal and that's the money gone, uh, potentially, uh, that we would make for Messi. So really, I don't have any trust in Bartomeu that he'll be able to reinvest money wisely. But 100%, I think he's doing the right thing. And I know I'm, I'm going to be really unpopular with a lot of listeners, but, you know, I need to speak my mind and my mind is this. The, the president of Barca needs to make the most of the situation for Barca's future. Yeah, Frances, and let's talk about Messi's legacy on the other side of this break. You counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. And I can say personally with DoorDash, living here in the New York City region or the greater New York City area, that there are so many places when we moved here that I didn't even know existed and to be able to see actually what we wouldn't have been able to find normally. So right now our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the apps and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFL Sunday Ticket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday Ticket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFL Sunday Ticket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. And we also have tons of questions about the legacy of Messi from Miel and Vishrut and Luis. We can understand why Messi left, but has he betrayed the fans? Messi's success helped Bartomeu keep his position and out. And I'll add to that that he's going to leave Barcelona after weeks without a word and probably just an Instagram goodbye when he's already at his new club. A more subtle version of that question came from Dirk and Richard. Will Messi's reputation survive this saga in ways that other players who left Barca didn't, and you know you can reference Figo, 
or you can reference Modrup because those are two players that went to Real Madrid who were remembered very differently. And Messi, we don't expect to go to Real Madrid. He'll be going to Man City, which is a team that Barcelona could meet in the Champions League. So as far as Messi's legacy being tarnished, Frances, before the break, you were on a roll. So I'll go after you're done. So keep the train on going. Go ahead, Frances. Okay, really good question. Really, really good question. I don't think we can ever doubt that Messi is the best player we've had and probably the best player we will ever have. I mean, Messi is irrepetible. He's never going to be repeated again. He's a one of a kind. And we have been very, very fortunate to have this guy at our club, this fantastic, you know, extraordinary footballer, dedicated footballer, um, extraordinary in every sense of the word, taking our club to what it is today, considering the point in which he, in which he took it. Um, that being said, and, and that's because I think his legacy, his overall legacy will not be tarnished by this. However, he's going to, in my eyes, and this is just personal, I guess, um, he's going to leave a very sour taste at the end. Um, I think that what he's doing now is unnecessary. You know, he could have done another year and then leave at the right time. He could have done another year and ease the new generation um, and the new president into a better club. Um, at the moment, what he's doing, in my eyes, is not what a leader should do. I think it's quite selfish, to be honest. And I really think that Messi should be more loyal to Barca. This is a club that has given him everything. This is a club that took him from Argentina. And if Barca hadn't come coming at 13, but I really don't think Messi becomes who he is today if he doesn't land at Barca. He doesn't, he doesn't win six Ballon d'Ors without the coaching, the nurturing, the, the, the formation, you know, the, 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 the understanding and the values that he was working towards from the moment he joined. I don't think, I think he becomes a different person with different values. And uh, who knows if he even makes professional football without all the help. And I'm talking not just support on the field, but also off the field in terms of his medical treatments, etc. I don't think Messi becomes who Messi is without that. Also, his teammates, his coaches, you know, having played in the same team as Ronaldinho when he got, you know, graduated from the Barca B team, going to the first team, having Eto around them, having Iniesta, having Xavi, having Victor Valdez, having Puyol, all of those players. Now, in terms of coaching, well, you know, he had Frank Reichardt, he had Pep Guardiola, then he had Luis Enrique, etc., etc., etc. Those are not bad people to work for. Also, a club that plays the same way from the beginning of the academy all the way to the first team. The very same system, very consistent. And because of um, living in La Masia, etc., Messi has always been protected. Messi has always been prioritized above the other players in his team. Granted, he definitely had more quality, so that's, that's fully deserved. But, you know, after all of that, for him to leave through the back door, I, I am shocked. I am shocked and disappointed and I'm flabbergasted that that, that is his choice. Um, I think that I don't think Messi owes Barca more than respecting the fans as well. You know, like the, the millions of people. There was a picture today of a boy that had been waiting for Messi to come for, you know, for those medical trials. And uh, he's got a Messi top on and he ends up crying on the floor, which is an incredibly sad picture, which I think represents all of us. And I think that for someone who is the captain of the club, you know, let's not forget that he's the captain of the club. He is the leader of the ship and the ship is sinking and he's getting off it. So unfortunately, as much as I love Messi and I don't think this is going to change my love for Messi for what he's done for Barca over the years. But certainly 
he should have ended in a in a different way. What he's doing is just not captain behavior. He's at the moment putting his own interests ahead of the interests of the club, of, of the interests of the fans and the interests of his teammates as well, which let's not forget, he's got a lot of obviously friends within the dressing room, not, not just with Suarez. And honestly, long story cut short, I think that he could have done this much, 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 much better. I think the club are defending their interest, which is they've got a contract of a player that could potentially earn the club 150 million euros. And as a lifelong supporter of the club, I really do think that the club need to do all they can to get the most money out of this situation. Now, do I think Messi is wrong to interpret his contract on the way that he is so that he can get out with these, you know, 10 days after the end of the season? No, I don't think he's wrong either. But obviously, I'm not a judge. It's not for me to decide. And every part is clearly defending their side. But from a fan's perspective, from a supporter perspective, for someone who's been watching Messi from even before he made the Barca B team, I think he definitely should have done better in this situation. In terms of Messi's legacy, I think I take a similar approach that obviously, as I've been saying, the way that he's leaving is going to be a black mark on, I think, his career. But honestly, I think what tarnishes his legacy even more than the way he's leaving Barca is those Champions League losses. And I think he also understands that he'll he'll always be remembered now, unfortunately, for all the winning he did under Guardiola, under Enrique, and when he was a youngster coming up on a right card. And he's going to be remembered for the winning that he did do early on. But then the fact that from age 27 on, that other than some of the Liga trophies, which is, I think, really unfortunate that Again, we always, especially with Ernesto Valverde in charge, we seem to say that La Liga trophies just don't mean as much because the Champions League trophy is the only goal. And unfortunately, that's the standard that Messi set as well. So not that it's a warning, but the reset is for the club to kind of say, hey, La Liga trophies are important. Copa del Rey's do matter because Messi was the one that said, if you have the best player in the world in your team, you need to be winning Champions Leagues. And if you don't, the season was a disappointment, which is you can ask almost anybody else around any major club in the world, particularly those that have, haven't won a Champions League trophy in a little bit in Manchester United or the AC or AC Milan. And you realize that Champions Leagues, yes, with Messi, they're possible. But without Messi, they're difficult. And not only very difficult, with Messi, they were difficult for Barcelona. But they can feel almost impossible when you don't have a player of Messi's caliber in there. Now, I think that as far as legacy-wise, Messi still deserves a statue. He should still be lionized as one of the great heroes of of FC Barcelona and just how important he's been to the region of, of, of Catalonia. I mean, how many kids, if you go into classrooms around the, the region, are named Lino? I mean, a lot. And that's just the nature of, of him being so popular and being such this big, big, big figure. And you're right, Frances, that it's always going to be just a, a sad, and I, I keep repeating it, but it feels the same way, that having Messi leave in this manner is what is going to tarnish the way I think we think about him in the short term. But I think in the long term, time does heal. And this will be healed, especially if, as silly as it sounds, if Barca come out of the gate without Messi and win and are a good team right away, which we're going to talk about what they look like without Messi. And I think we're going to, that's an ever going conversation, obviously. But if they look good right out of the gate and look like they have a plan and a system and we start to notice that Messi not pressing and Suarez not pressing these last few years and not really running too much, how that kind of just hamper the team in its own way, it certainly without Messi lowers the ceiling of a team. In a match, any match that we watch for Barcelona, especially against, we'll say, the Minos of the Liga, if they're against Leganes or Celta de Vigo, Messi in a second, you could blink and Barca go from 0-0 to 4 nothing or 5 nothing. So the thought is that Barca may not, in any one match, it's going to happen occasionally because they have top, top, top players, but there will be a lot fewer moments when 
Barca can just completely blow a team out of the water and dominate a team and take them out of a game. That was a messy effect. And it's going to take Barca a little bit to almost recapture that ability to completely dominate a team. I, th I think you're going to see a lot a lot of matches, even if they play prettier football, believe it or not, which is still, again, possible because it's going to be more youthful. It's going to be more exuberant. They're going to have a little more legs. So those things are all possible, but it's still not going to have that just dominating effect that we are at the moment the best team in the world because we have the best player in the world. And as I said, for Messi's legacy... There is no player like him in world football. The numbers, and I, it's not just about the numbers. It was about the eye test, all those goals he scored. Even his final goal, the one against Napoli, is one that will be stuck in my mind's eye forever and ever just because of how awesome it was. It was a solo effort, and it is kind of indicative of the way that the last year or two have gone for Lionel Messi. But as far as the way he's leaving, it's going to take time to heal. And I think his legacy, his overall legacy is tarnished more by the losses than I think it is by even the way he's leaving. Because as we said, the club is also going to have to heal from uh, Bartomeu, that he may represent the club at the moment. And Frances, I completely agree. It is, it is in his current job description until he is not president of FC Barcelona to do what's best for FC Barcelona. So I want him to do those things. Right? Because having Bartomeu lose and lose and lose and lose in this negotiation to Messi does not help FC Barcelona. And Messi's going to get what he wants. He's going to leave this club no matter what. Messi is going to get what he wants. He's 99.9% .9 out the door, as you said. So it's on Bartomeu now to do what's best for all parties. And that is to make sure that Messi is out of the club and make sure the club is set up for that next step. And the question that I'm going to pose to you next, Frances, comes from George about what Messi's doing. What are the chances that Messi is bluffing to get a change in the board? Now, we obviously know that that is, at this point, it could have been high, but it's also very, very low. He's not bluffing. He wants to leave. That is the fact. And I'm going to ask mm -hmm. my own cynical version here. What are the actual chances that the board are holding out trying to make Messi into some kind of villain that forced himself out? And then they're making sure oh. they sell him <laughs> because he will help them alleviate debt. Now, honestly, maybe you handle the first question because I think I depressed myself a bit considering how awful that second possibility is. But I think all things are possible. And you can, even if you'd like, talk about the vote of no confidence at this point. Well, 100%. The board are trying to make themselves look the best they can. It's obvious. You know, in a situation like this, it is obvious that everyone's going to try and clean themselves up. Um, but what but what does Bartomeu gain from making himself look good at this point if he knows he's already out and there's also a vote of no confidence currently going on against him. I know they've, they, they've happened a lot before, but let's say this one goes through. I mean, what's the point of Bartomeu trying to, as far as public relations, try to make himself look as good as possible? I think that ship has sailed, hasn't it? Not really, because what Bartomeu is trying to do is to show everybody else that it's not his fault that Messi is leaving. I think that's really, really important, whether he's working for Barca or beyond. I mean, just this guy, he's not... He's not going to die in the next year. He's still got many, many years and he will forever be remembered like the president that destroyed Barca as we know it. That I think that's inevitable. But um, if he was remembered like that, plus the president that forced Messi to resign, that's even worse. I mean, what he's trying to do is to make Messi look worse so that people don't blame him for his departure in, in that way, making him making himself look a little bit better. Um, I do understand that Messi is frustrated. I do understand that, you know, after years of, of lack of um, reinforcement from Bartomeu and his board, he has found himself with lack of support. I do realize that Messi wanted Neymar, his friend Neymar, back. That didn't happen. He wanted to keep his friend Suarez with him. To be honest, that has happened until he's decided to go. 
I understand that he will be disappointed about Luis Suarez's departure. Um, as a side note, I really do think that the way in which the club has handled the whole Luis Suarez situation is disgraceful. I think that as the third best goal scorer in our history, he deserves much, much, much better than a one-minute phone call with Kuman. Um, and another sort of side note, I don't necessarily blame Kuman for doing the job that he's been asked to do. Um, I think that, to be honest, his target needs to be to do a cleanup and to make the team as stronger as he can make it. And that's how Bartomeu has agreed he needs to do it. So I don't think that the, the blame for Suarez's one-minute phone call should rely mainly on him. I think that must have been agreed before. Um, I think it should have been a face-to-face -face meeting, but, but there you go. Um, back to Messi and his um, impact, the impact of his departure. Obviously, La Liga is going to be devalued. I think that's why La Liga are siding with Barca, obviously. I think Barca as a brand is inevitably going to be devalued as well. But then again, that was going to happen next year anyway. So it's just bringing everything forward. And uh, Barca will be worse. Barca will have um, not a terrible time because we've still got great players. But I think to be successful in terms of winning any titles next year is going to be a stretch. It could happen. But I think that you know, Barca are not going to be as brilliant as they would have been with the best player in the world, obviously. Uh, but you know, it's time to rebuild. It's time to refresh. It's time to look for new challenges. It's time for us to um, look for new faces emerging through, taking the, the club forward. And we will climb back up. It may not be immediate, but we will climb back up. And uh, the last point I want to mention is obviously back to Bartomeu himself. I mean, I think we all agree he's been disastrous. I think we all agree he's destroyed the club. And I think we all agree that the club is, um, if not already hit rum bottom, is about to do it. Uh, but at the same time, I think it is quite good for the rest of us that are not Bartomeu that Messi left during his tenancy. You know, if, if Bartomeu is in charge and Messi goes and we can sort of point the finger at Bartomeu for doing so, that gives a very, very clean slate to the next president. So the next president will just have to come and rebuild. Whereas if Messi had stayed, the next president would have probably had to convince Messi to stay. I'm assuming Messi had already decided to go somewhere else, especially if you look at the numbers that Manchester City, uh, in particular, not necessarily PSG, I haven't really seen that, but the numbers that Manchester City seem to be you know, ready to offer him, um, I think that he probably had it in his head to leave anyway, and things have just been accelerated. So if he can go during Bartomeu's tenancy rather than the next president, I think that's also a really good point. Well, you had mentioned about accelerating that timeline for Barcelona and obviously that vote of no confidence it has now come forward 16,520 signatures are required for it to succeed that is 15% of all socios must sign the one that Jordi Farré put forth is the one that is going to be going forth and trying to accumulate signatures Victor Font's representative Albert Rora was also there another presidential candidate Luis Fernandez will also be promoting this motion of censure now Juan Laporta Augusti Benedito Tony Freixa and Emilie Rousseau were not present and will not be part of collecting those signatures, which I, I think is an important note there because Laborto Benedito, Freixa and Rousseau not being a part of that might affect their presidential run as well. And those who are on board, that being Victor Font's people, Jordi Farré and Luis Fernandez, they have 14 business days from this Tuesday to collect those 16,520 signatures. So this is that moment too, Frances, where the rest of the, the world kind of gets to figure out, and the rest of Kool-Aid's, I mean, gets to figure out 
what the socios really think, what they believe. Because again, if you had gone back to 2015, you talk about the treble being the reason why Bartomeu was reelected, but he might have been reelected anyway. He might have been reelected for all the reasons why, and this is why, at least here in the United States, so many presidents wind up winning re-election. And this is in the U.S. It's just officials wind up winning re-election because people are much more comfortable with stability. And you could point to that stability being a large reason why Bartomeu, even more so than the treble, was kept around the first place. So looking forward, and for the socios, we really are truly going to find out where the rubber meets the road if, because of the reasons why this signature collection is going to be such a difficult process where I don't blame socios for not protesting en masse in the way that we would have expected them to at the Camp No recently, because a lot of those socios, and not all of them, but there is a faction of the socios that are of an older demographic. So as far as healthy health and safety reasons, it makes sense why they wouldn't have been protesting at the Camp No now. But can they provide their signature at the moment? Do they, just like so many of us, do they not trust Bartomeu to handle not even Messi's exodus, but not even for a day do they trust him with some kind of negotiated money from the messy sale. So do they want somebody in immediately in charge? And you have to look at even if Bartomeu is removed right away, elections still have to be called. A managing council will take over FC Barcelona, and then elections will need to be held. So we are still a ways away, and the season will have started, and Barcelona will basically be out of any running of any transfer window. So there is some risk as well coming with this vote of no confidence if it is passed. It would merely, and I guess this is why you would have a vote of no confidence, because you believe the president cannot do their job anymore. That's why they call it a vote of no confidence. You have no confidence in the president. A motion of censure, you're getting the president out of your club and dealing with the ramifications of not having someone in charge during this time. So that's really the question for at least the coming weeks. Is Bartomeu worse than nobody? And so the socios have put their faith in him before, and it is reflecting on the socios who chose to be to go with the stability back in the in the days of the treble in 2015 and re-elected Bartomeu. So I am really interested to see what we truly learn about what the socios in Catalonia think, because I think that is a group of people. And it's when you talk about the millions and millions and millions of FC Barcelona fans around the world. And just to think that 16,000 people or 16,500 people are 15 percent. So it's just over 100,000 people are actual socios of Football Club Barcelona. So we are actually going to see what those people think at this juncture. Sure. A lot of points made there. Um, I'm just going to try and sort of shed a different light on this. I think Bartomeu should resign. I think that's very clear. Every time I open my mouth, I think I... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not going to, though. I, he, we're at the point where it's a vote of no confidence or the elections are in March. Those are the options. He's not going to resign. We know that. I mean, Except Messi, Messi could have played his hand and tried to... That's the big question, too, about Messi, that I think the last hand he had to play, if he wanted to stay at Barcelona, if any Alisson wanted to stay, he would have called for the resignation of the president. He's one of the only players in club history who has that power to have done that and to have forced something and to get the socios to then put this forward. But they had to do it on their own through the presidential candidates because it seemed like Messi actually did want to leave FC Barcelona more than he wanted Bartomeu gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very good point. Uh, I also, I think I mentioned that already today. I think that Messi couldn't have said anything against Bartomeu publicly because, you know, if he says something, it's a, it's a lose-lose situation. Because if he says something and Bartomeu doesn't go, then he ends up leaving and... Uh, the club and some of the Catalan media are trying to make him look like the body in the situation. If he says something against Bartomeu and Bartomeu resigns, 
then he's also the body because basically he's a player who kicked the president out. So it's a lose-lose situation for Messi, um, especially when the media in, in, in Barcelona, in Catalonia, they're always going to side with the club because, you know, the club is what stays and arguably is what pays their wages in the end. That being said, um, I think we don't get to this situation, e.g. Bartomeu still being the president of Barca, if there wasn't a pandemic. Let me elaborate. So if, if the Camp Nou fans have been going to the Camp Nou every single match, and that's 98,000 of them every single week, Bartomeu could have felt the pressure, not just via social media, some do tweeting for, from the UAE or, or Qatar or, you know, someone posting a video from Ghana or, or you know, someone uh, doing a TikTok from New York City. If the fans had been in, on his face and the whole world would have seen the whole of the Camp Nou just horrified at, um, at the way he's handled the club, you know, with pañoladas, which in Spanish and Catalan means um, showing your white handkerchief just, just in protest. Like we saw all of those years ago with Josep Luis Núñez at the end and certainly during Juan Gaspar's presidency. Um, I don't think Bartomeu survives. I think that the, the fans would have kicked him out, um, not necessarily physically, which, you know, you can argue he probably deserves that as well. But um, by embarrassing him in every home match, I think that Bartomeu has lasted this long because the, the fans haven't had the chance to show their colours at the Camp Nou. Um, all of that being said, um, the pandemic has changed the whole situation. I think the vote of no confidence, I hope it does succeed. That, let's just say that first. But I don't think it has any chance of success. I don't think that in two weeks there's going to be enough socios that have been watching Barca and supporting Barca for 50, 60, 70 years because, let's face it, the vast majority of socios are Catalans that, you know, have seen Barca doing much, 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 much worse than they did this season. I mean, let's not forget, we were second in La Liga and we got through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. So in, in recent times, Barca standards, so the last 20, 30 years, that's okay. It's not, it's not very good, but it's all right. But if, when you look at over 100 years of history, actually, the last season for Barca was one of the better ones. Uh, or let's put it in another, in another way, there must have been 70 or 60 seasons that were worse than the last one. So that being said, I think to mobilize 16,500 people to sign on a bit of paper to get a president out who we know is going to out anyway in eight months, I just don't think it's going to happen. Also, the timing. Well, it's September already, right? I think in early September, with La Liga starting in two weeks, I think that's going to motivate a lot of sources to not go and sign for this vote of no confidence. Uh, I just I just don't see it. It's really late in the summer. And uh, I think the clearer... There's, there's, there's three indications here. So the one that went to the club to get the vote of no confidence papeletas, you know, the papers to sign on, that was Jordi Farré. It wasn't Victor Font, who in my eyes is the favorite as the next president. It wasn't Laporta and it wasn't Benedito. So let's break that down. Victor Font, in, in, in my eyes and, you know, according to the Catalan media as well, he was probably going to be the next Barca president unless he really messes up what he's doing. And he did not go for a vote of no confidence. What that means is that he was he's preparing or he was preparing in this case to go all out 
in say two three months time and then go uh, towards the, the 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 election in in march and, and just put all his resources in there which let's not forget these people need resources uh, these people need campaigning it's it's like an election obviously it's nothing like the u.s election that obviously is impending but they need funds and, and these people are not politicians these people are just funded by themselves a lot of the time and they're also funded by some fans that may be donating etc so but victor fund didn't didn't start this but obviously, once it has been started, he had to decide, well, do I tag along or do I wait? And he decided to support it, to put his name first, like Laporta did back in 2002-2003. Talking Laporta, he knows what's going on. He's got experience of the vote of no confidence himself. That's how he got the presidency. And he's decided that he's not going to put any effort on this now. I think this is a call from Laporta thinking this is not going to succeed. And the same goes for Benedito. Benedito did a vote of no confidence, I think it was five, six years ago, and he got nowhere. There was no way he could get the 16,000 uh, signatures that were needed. So with all of that in mind, with the reaction of the three, in my eyes, main candidates, I think really um, just Font and Laporta are main candidates, to be fair. But with the experience that they've got, the support they've got, not not outside Catalonia, because as harsh as this may sound, it doesn't matter what, um, you know, little Johnny from Australia thinks about this. If they're not socios, they don't have a say, unfortunately. So I think the people that matter in terms of voting, I think everyone's matters, obviously, but the people that matter for this election, the people with the right to vote, I don't think they have the urgency to get off their seats, go to Barcelona or wherever the papeletas end up being and actually sign in to get a president out with less than a week to go um, until the season starts, or in this case, when it finishes, the season would have already started, um, when they know the president's going in eight months anyway. I'm sorry if what I'm saying is disappointing to people. I really do wish I'm wrong, because I think Bartomeu needs to be out as soon as possible. But I just don't see how nearly 17,000 socios are going to be bothered enough to get up and get the president out now, given everything that I just explained. Yeah, I think you explained it pretty well. So I think we're going to move on to our final topic here. And it's about how Barcelona will... And we're not looking too far past Messi because things are still to be done. And we've been talking about what this transfer window looks like. I came out with realistic transfers, but it's a complete mess. Barcelona are basically left with the squad that they have. Uh, they're going to just be basically leaving one or two guys who have been shown the door. We already mentioned Rakitic. Damjan asked, without Messi, do you think that Griezmann and Coutinho, and that, that Pancho actually particularly asked about Coutinho, will step up and have 25 plus goals and assists this season? And First, for Pancho, Coutinho, I expect him to be at the club because Barca just, A, they're not going to have a time to move him, and I don't think there's a market for him. Uh, and B, Barca, without Messi, are going to need the profile of Coutinho. They're going to need somebody to create goals and score goals. And so I'm just doing the math here, and I don't want to depress people, but Barca did lose a Liga, but they scored the most goals last year by 16 goals, 86 total ones. Of those 86, Messi scored 25, Suarez scored 16, Vidal scored 8, and Rakitic scored one. So that is 50 of Barca's 86 goals if Vidal is leaving the club that would need to be replaced. The rare goals that you get from Busquets, De Jong, PK, Roberto, Semedo, Lenglet, and Alba aren't changing. And I also didn't count Martin Brothwaite because even though this is, this is probably the craziest story of the day, for all the messy stuff, Brothwaite asking for the number 10 shirt and wanting to stay, not the wanting to stay part, but asking for the number 10 shirt, if that rumor is true, that might be the crazy things we've heard uh, today. That's not or, true. Right, Come it can't on, be true, that, right, right? That, that cannot be true. That's like me asking for the number 10 uh, because my mama told me. <laughs> right, no, right, no that way. can't be true. That's not true. So even, even regardless of what number shirt he has and whether or not Brothwaite is staying, 
He's only scored one goal since his arrival. And I know this, yes, it was shortened because of the pandemic. And he came in February, remember, because Barcelona stole him. But I'm going to put him down for that same goal this season until he sold, or I think sold in January. It's one of the two. I don't think Brothwaite is going to be here. No offense to the player. He's been, as we've said, he helped be a spark. I think he seems to be a good force in the locker room. But yeah, I don't see him at the club long term. So I, I think, you know, we're just going to kind of throw his one goal out there and say that that's the same goal. Now, Griezmann. Scored nine goals last year in Spain. So I'm going to bump him up to like 22 goals as Barca's main striker or as his as the main attacking force. So that's a plus 13 there. And I know, I'll go over the numbers at the end. Fati scored seven goals last year and he'll be just 18 this year and teams will have some tape on him. So I'm going to raise that just a little bit to 12 goals. So that's plus five. Last year, Dembele had just one goal, obviously with the injuries, but two seasons ago, when he was sometimes on the field, he had eight goals, and I think his assist will be up next year as well. So let's just pretend he can stay on the field and improve that goal number to 10, which does seem high, but plus nine. Coutinho had eight goals this season with Bayern, and remember, he had five goals the year before with Barca. So let's say he scores a few more as a main protagonist as well, like Griezmann. So I'm going to bump that to 10 goals. I'm going to put Puj down for three goals. He's not a goal scorer, but I think he'll get his chances with his playing time, so plus three. Pedri had four goals, seven assists, plus Palmas last season, and both those numbers are going down with a higher level and less time. So I'm going to say one goal for him. And Trincao had eight goals and eight assists in the Portuguese league last season. So let's say best case scenario for Trincao. He thrives, does really well, hits the ground running, and scores eight goals again in a tougher league, probably with less time. So plus eight there. And I think you may get one from Alenia, who has proven not to be a goal scorer at first team level yet. Plus one. So if you were keeping every time I said plus, that's 50 goals. That's how I got to the 50 goals. That's a return to being a superstar for Griezmann, a Coutinho we've never seen in a Barca uniform, a healthy Dembele. I don't say that with gloom and doom. I just say that with a frustration that this Messi saga was, on the field at least, the worst case scenario for these three weeks for this to happen in the pandemic with the transfer window the way it was. The club has no money, and because no one's coming off the books, Rakitic, those are all incentives of 8 million variables, it looks like. It's a free transfer. So even if Messi is that cash cow, we've said that I don't think he will be after all this is over. It's going to take some time. There is no time to turn around and buy. It seems like there's not even time to sell. And at this point, who on God's green earth will trust this board with that messy money, obviously? The silver lining is that we'll be sticking with this all season. So let's hope that the kids all surpass those very logical totals I put forward. So yes, let's say if Pedri does score six goals or Trincao scores 12 goals or if Fati scores 15 goals, then we're having a different conversation as well. But it's basically going to come down to, it looks like, at least on the attacking side of things, that the guys we're mentioning and the players that we already know are, are known commodities, they're going to have to have impossibly good seasons for them, for Barca to score in the way that they were. And so that defense that we keep kind of talking about a little bit, just looking, and I'll, we'll talk more about this in, in coming weeks, obviously, but I think not having Suarez and Messi up top will actually help the defense a lot. But as Eric asked in his final question, how should the goalie position be handled while Ter Stegen recovers from his surgery for about two two months? I would hope that Neto is actually sold, and I would trust Inaki Pena to be given that opportunity for two months because I actually do think the defense will improve when you have, in theory, your front line actually pressing the opponent and actually turning the opponent over higher up the field, as opposed to always knowing that the opponent is coming directly down your throat and the defense has to clean up a lot, lot more messes when Suarez and Messi weren't really pressing up top. So I think the defense will actually improve, but it's going to have to improve a lot because this team is probably going to score a lot less goals this season. Very likely, very likely. I can't disagree with what you're saying. I think that the eight goals for Trincao are a bit uh, ambitious, but right. beyond that little point, 
Uh, I think Griezmann, Coutinho and Dembélé need to prove why Barca invested in excess of 400 million euros on getting them three. Um, I think Coutinho, as you said, will fit Messi's spot. Um, if he doesn't thrive there, then he's never really going to do anything else in his career, certainly at Barca. I think, as you said, I agree that he's not going to be shipped anywhere because no one really wants them for a decent enough sum for us to be able to sell him on. I will happily keep him. Um, I said that last week. Uh, I think we need to forget about the way he disrespected the Camp Nou all those years ago. I don't think we've got the privilege of being annoyed about little petty things like that, um, especially when Messi is leaving. Um, we couldn't sign someone of Coutinho's calibre now. Calibre in paper, obviously, you know, no performance on the pitch because that hasn't been as good. But uh, we couldn't afford to, to buy a Coutinho now. So if we've got Coutinho in the squad now, we may as well keep him. Um, especially if you can ship him. I think Griezmann has to be the star player next season. I think that, you know, the player we saw at Atletico Madrid, not necessarily in the hard-working, pressing defensively part, uh, but the attacking, you know, he was regularly contributing between 20 to 25 to even 30 goals per season for six, seven seasons at, at Atletico Madrid. And I think that that should, and I think that definitely can continue. I also think that, as you mentioned, with Messi and Suarez gone, Griezmann will not have to worry that much about defending and tracking back, etc. I think there should be an element of that from everybody, especially with Messi gone now. Um, I think that the, 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 the time of having a player walk around the pitch has to end. I don't think we've got that luxury anymore, especially if we don't have to accommodate Messi doing that. So I think the collective, and I know that Kuman is going to go and push for that idea as well, we need to be a much more solid, much more aggressive, much more um, attack-minded, yes, but also defensive, cohesive unit tracking back. I think those transitions need to be faster. I think that uh, the relentlessness when being dispossessed needs, needs to accelerate. I think that the physicality, I think that the, not necessarily just on the pitch, but also throughout the week. I mean, the, 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 the fitness preparation that we've seen the last, I want to say, four years at Barca is appalling. There were some pictures during the rounds comparing the fitness of Bayern Munich players to those of, of Barca. And uh, I never really pay much attention to this, but I think it's quite alarming that, you know, it, it looks like they're playing different sports, you know? Well, looks yeah, like but Bayern... Frances, I also have access to Photoshop, so I can tell you that I looked through those photos, we'll say my editor eye, and the, the right uh, angle does a lot for a lot of people, let's put it that way. But yes, I mean, Goretzka is a different, that guy's a machine. They're, they're, it's a different yeah. story, yeah. Yeah, anyway, so um, I think, but beyond that, be, beyond the muscle man pictures we've seen, I think that um, it is obvious that Barca were, were lacking fitness, I think it is obvious that the squad has got way too old and I'm happy to see some movements to, to fix that. I obviously think that, you know, the, the door should be wider opened very, very soon so that people like Rakitic, Vidal, etc. start leaving. And, uh, you know, even if it has to be for free or, or nearly free, I think that's fine. So all of those bits and pieces that I mentioned are just for Griezmann to be the star player up front. I think that he has to be because of his salary, because of his pedigree and because of what he's done in other clubs, not necessarily at Barca. Um, I think that Neymar always kept talking about being in the shadow of someone. But if someone's been shadowed in the last five years at Barca, it probably has been Griezmann and it probably has been Coutinho. So it's time for them to step up. And obviously then we go into the, the, the large incognita of Dembélé, um, I think that, you know, he needs to perform as the player we saw at Dortmund um, or as close enough to that. And if he cannot do that, then it has to be his last season. Uh, I don't think that we can give anyone more than four years to be able to pick their fitness up. Um, and I think that this next year, Dembélé has to be the player that we signed 
other player that we envisage that he would be when we signed him. Otherwise, he just needs to ship out. So with all of that put in mind, obviously put together the fact that Lautaro Martinez and obviously Neymar are not likely to come anymore. I've seen many reports around the different Catalan media. This was even discussed in Catalonia Radio the last couple of nights as well. Um, I don't think Lautaro is really impressed about the way that Barca is handling the Messi situation. Obviously, his largest incentive to come to Barca. And I think we're going to find this with a lot of other players uh, moving forward as well, unfortunately. The biggest appeal of Barcelona is not just the way we play and our history, which obviously matters, but it was the fact that they would be playing alongside Messi. But if Messi is no longer here, I think we may actually struggle to get those high-caliber players, at least for the foreseeable future. So... Long story cut short, I think that Coutinho, Griezmann and Dembele have got no choice. <laughs> they have to step up because I think the performance of those three players linked together with the overall collective performance defensively of the team in terms of cohesion is going to be the decisive factor next year. Yeah, it's funny that Vidal made the comments this week about the Barca DNA can't just rely on that. You have to have physicality as well in today's modern game. And it's funny that Vidal, as we've said, Messi, Suarez, Vidal, and Rakitic, at this point, I can't imagine anybody else but those four wind up leaving this summer just due to the nature of Messi taking so much time and uh, everything at the club revolving around what happens with uh, with Lionel Messi. So it's funny that Vidal might not be a part of the club that's actually going to train hard and have more physicality. And I, I think to say that this Barca DNA or that these Barca, these young kids that are coming through don't have any physicality or, or can't do those things, I think they're going to surprise Vidal himself. Not to push it about against just those points, but yeah, it's funny that the veterans are the ones that we are complaining just weren't showing the physicality and the pressing, and they weren't playing modern football. They were relying on their technique and their personal success to push Barca forward in the last few seasons. And so it's going to be interesting to see a team that actually does have some physicality. And it doesn't have to be bite because Vidal says, oh, I got I got a shot at every club I was at and I got a, a space because I did things a little bit differently. But I, I think for Barcelona, he had to do these things because they said, oh, we don't have any profile like him. So while his profile might be missing, the team is going to play entirely different. I think to almost make up for the lack of an Atur Vital if he's gone next year. Well, speaking of being gone, I think it's time for us to say our goodbye. So we want to thank you so much. It's been some weird shows. It's been a lot of feelings. It's a weird time. Lionel Messi leaving Barcelona is a conversation that you and I didn't think we'd have for two years. So we're kind of all emotionally feeling it and thinking through it on the fly, just like all you kool So we want to thank you so much for tuning in and being on this journey with us. You can tap in your app and check out the show notes to subscribe. You can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at the Barcelona pod or at health 13 for me on Instagram at the Barcelona pod. Closed Facebook group is tvbod.link backslash group where we got these questions and we also have deeper dive and discussions there. You can also help us out on Patreon. Continue making these shows at tvpod.link backslash Patreon. We're also on YouTube. As you know, there's always a weekly video to watch over there that doesn't really fit necessarily on the audio format so i put it in a visual format for you so that's the barcelona podcast on youtube as well check us out there hit that subscription button and thanks so much for listening to the barcelona podcast until next time we'll talk to you soon and forza barca forza did somebody say playoffs NBA and NHL are playing for the gold, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is pushing into fall, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, features, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports, and remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. 
Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.